Hi, and welcome to this episode of You Got Mail. I'm your host, Bella, and I think this is the eighth or ninth episode of the series. And today we are talking all about healing because someone suggested it when I asked about Instagram potential topics, see what people are interested in. And I think this is a really, really good topic, especially as we're coming more into autumn. I feel like it's like kind of like the lonelier nights, the kind of more you're sat by a fire, you want to reflect, that type of thing. So I think it's the perfect time to kind of want to do some healing do a little bit of growing on your own, but first life updates. So I am edging towards 200 followers, edging. I say edging because I am only 141, but the goal was by the end of October to reach 200. And I might not reach that goal by the end of October, but definitely November, 100% November. It has to be. Also, something exciting happened at work. So I was just doing my job, selling products, you know how it is. And I got some really nice feedbacks from from some customers and they decided to tell my manager and then I got like a £10 voucher from my manager, which I didn't realise isn't like cash. You have to pick something to spend on, but it's still cool, like it's still nice. And now they're really happy with me and all of this stuff and it just made me think... We're so quick to complain about when things are wrong, but we really don't acknowledge when things are going really right. Like, I had a lovely waitress last night. I went out for dinner with Jemima, which, side note, she is an expensive date. She is expensive. Also, miniature side note, have you ever tried a cannoli? Because I'd never tried a cannoli, and, oh my God, it's like the original Oreo. It's like the best thing I have ever eaten in my entire life. Pistachio was both of our firm favourites, followed by white chocolate, and then finally, chocolate and hazelnut, which was delicious, very Ferrero Rocher-y, because it was kind of like crispy on the outside, so it kind of had that texture thing too. But the pistachio was incredible. You know when you bite into something, it's like creamy, but kind of like cold as well, like in the Lindors. Mm-hmm. It was like that. And now I'm kind of obsessed and want to find somewhere I can buy them or make them. But I don't know how you'd make the filling. How do they make it so it's creamy and cold? Anyway, I'm going on a tangent. But the point of this was I had a lovely waitress and I just wanted to tell someone how great she was doing at her job because I know we tip people, but that's kind of expected. And then it got me thinking how quick we are to complain. And so my task for everyone listening today is if over the next week until you listen to my next episode, if anyone gives you great service, tell them, tell their boss, tell their manager. That's probably better than telling them directly because then they get like great feedback from it. And it's something I'm going to try and proactively do more because I feel like in customer service, so often you put in loads and loads of effort and it's just kind of accepted and just expected and you kind of can feel a bit deflated after a while when nothing really well you know when you feel like you're putting your heart into something and just kind of just taken for granted a bit so this is my task for the week tell their managers thank you and that they're doing a great job also I applied for a new job which is exciting so I just applied just now literally just press submit the application been working on the application for a few weeks so we'll see how it goes I'm excited though I feel like it's really important when you're kind of in your 20s or just all the time I think it's really important to get used to applying for different things and going through different interview processes so you get really comfortable in that situation I think that's a top tip thing that I've learned that no matter how comfortable you are you should always be looking for other things that you could be doing other things that might suit you better so you're constantly growing it's so easy to get comfortable and I feel like that's one of the most dangerous things is when you start getting comfortable because you get out of touch with what 
other opportunities there are out there and fear starts to set in because you're not used to applying to those different areas. So even if you are comfortable in what you're doing now, have a little look on Indeed, see what other opportunities are out there or ask your job, ask your company where you're working out about career progression. Just see where else you could be heading. I think it's good to be comfortable for a little bit and to grit your bearings and stuff like that, but you want to progress. You want to see where you could go with it. So this is a little sign if you've been thinking about applying for someone new or sending in that application or speculative CV, do it. Uh, What have you got to lose? That's why I ended up applying. I was like what have I got to lose? Why wouldn't I apply? Because I was really excited about the job, but then I got a bit nervous and I was like, no, we're applying. It's happening. So I will update you on that. We will see how it goes. Also, I had bad news about the Oxford application, which was sad. Well, not bad news. Oh, I just got co-star in and that was weird. It said to talk to someone who disagrees with you. Mm, that sounds ominous. Um, But back on track, I got bad news about the Oxford application. So their master's course cost 20 grand. I know. Shocking. Made me feel quite sick. Bear in mind, regular masters cost 10 grand and you only get an eight grand loan to pay for the masters. So I'm going to have to cough up 12 grand from somewhere, which isn't happening. It's just not happening. But other than that, I then sent them an email because they wanted two years of experience in like a low resource setting area. And I was like, well, two years, pretty difficult in COVID, pretty difficult to travel to those types of areas with COVID currently happening, because I know the world is opening up, but for areas where the healthcare system is not very good and COVID is still rife, it's really difficult to travel there and travel back for obvious reasons. It makes sense. To which they replied, well, it didn't have to be two years consecutively, just two years total. I was like, oh, no. I've just graduated uni and then it started getting me thinking maybe everyone who just does masters maybe they've worked for a while beforehand I just the part that puts me off applying is I would apply if it could be anything but the thing is you have to pay for your application it's like 200 pounds so that dream may slowly be slightly dying but that's a good thing because I think this is another thing with growing and like progressing in life you have to accept that the life plans you thought were going to happen are not going to happen everything is not going to go as you planned it to do it's not going to follow a routine and if it did you won't be doing the best possible outcome like I could apply and I could try and get in but ultimately it's leading to disappointment it's good to be adaptable it's something I'm working on because I'm really really a planner and kind of I like knowing it gives me a sense of control makes me feel less anxious about things But this has been a good experience, I think, and a good realisation to be more flexible with my plans and more kind of spontaneous and more, maybe not spontaneous yet, I think more flexible is just the perfect way of putting it, accepting that different things will come into your life and what's meant for you will come to you, if that makes sense. I applied for this job recently, a few months ago, and I was so excited for it. I thought it was perfect for it. I really, like, wanted it really badly, and I didn't get it. And then it ended up being that this company that I applied for were quite slow in replying to emails, and they took a long time. They took the recruitment process, took three months from the first interview to actually being said you didn't get the job, which made me feel like, as a company, they probably would have been quite they're not very well organized as a company because normally it takes about they told me it would only take two weeks and so I think that was actually a really good thing that didn't happen and I think 
acknowledging when things doesn't work out that it can also be for the better is also important. It helps you to be more flexible because you realise it's not happening against you, it's happening for you, which is very, very helpful. But end of life updates, let's move on to today's topic. So today's topic is healing. And I think healing is a really, I think healing is a very tricky topic because when you suggest that someone is healed, you think they are fully back to normal. You think they've bounced back to their original self. But in reality, that's not true. Healing is a process in which something hurt you, something affected you. And the feelings of pain associated with that action will slowly, gradually like decrease. You'll learn to cope with it. You will heal. But you will never be the same person again because that's had an impact on you. You think it's going to be a linear kind of progression. Oh, you're going to bounce back. That's it. But that is not the truth. I think it's a thing that I've realized is you are always going to be altered by little like actions that have happened to you. It's much more of a journey about understanding more about yourself there's not really an end point in sight. And I think that's what makes healing really tricky is because quite often we set ourselves kind of an ideal of how we're going to be, but without acknowledging that you don't know how that thing has affected you. You might have feelings, but you don't know the deeper issues that it might have caused, or you don't know how you might have got to know yourself better. I think it's really important to note that Healing is a journey and throughout that journey you're going to find out more about what you're like, about why it hurt you and the responses it caused. I think that's the thing, you're not going to bounce back into the same person but you're going to have a deeper knowledge of who you are as a person and so you might not, you don't, won't want to bounce back to that original version of yourself. For example, something that I've really noticed in myself is that when I get jealous that's actually an insecurity on my behalf. That is nothing negative on what that person is doing. It's an insecurity on me thinking I'm lacking in some way. And that will have come from something that someone said or an action that I did when I was younger or something like that. And by identifying and healing through those ways, you can acknowledge where your actions have come from. It's been a really healthy way to deal with my emotions, I've found. Kind of this three-step process of understanding the background behind negative emotions so that when those negative emotions come up you can process them in a better more mature emotionless kind of logical thinking process way but that's kind of the end stage of the healing process when you're able to when you're able to comprehend your emotions in a logical kind of emotionless sense so that you can better understand yourself and so that they don't control you in the future so I think the first things first of If you're wanting to heal, it probably means you're in a pretty dark place right now. It means that you've been through something and you're feeling pretty low about it. But the key thing is that you're wanting to heal. You've acknowledged that something isn't going great and you've acknowledged that you want it to go in a better direction. And that is the first step. The first step is recognising that you are not in a good situation. Your headspace isn't good, your body isn't good, everything about the situation isn't right and you need to move on from it. So often things can happen to us and we can feel really, really kind of helpless and hopeless in the moment. And that can happen for quite, I know people can get, happen for weeks, it can happen for months, years, days, hours, it's totally dependent on yourself. 
But once you realise that you don't want it to feel like this anymore, that you want to move on, that you want a kind of a better life for yourself, that's when the healing process begins. It begins right from the moment that you recognise that what is happening right now is not okay. I think of healing kind of like a cycle and that's definitely the beginning of the cycle. The first things first is knowing that you want to grow from the situation. Secondly, you need to identify what the issue was. But this doesn't come straight away. What I noticed with myself is when I was in a kind of a dark place or unhappy with what I was happening. This happened recently, actually, to me the other week. I was just having an awful week. I felt really, really low about everything that was happening and I couldn't work out why. But I knew I needed to understand why to stop it happening in the future so that I could heal more from the situation. And although it's really important to identify the issue... It's important to short-term think to get out of that headspace so that you can process what's happening in a better way. So what I found the best way for me is to distract myself straight away. So for example, yesterday at dinner, I was getting nervous. I can't even remember. It was totally ridiculous. I was feeling like anxious about something. And normally my brain goes into fix-it mode of trying to solve the issue rather than let the issue be. Whereas this time, I didn't have time to solve it. So I just got distracted and I didn't even mean to get distracted but I straight away just got distracted and then 10 minutes went by and I thought back and I was like why did I feel like that that was ridiculous like that was such a strange thing so by distracting myself I'd given my head the space it needed to leave that emotion if that makes sense like that emotion wasn't the main emotion in my body anymore I then think once you've distracted yourself and you've kind of acknowledged that you've distracted yourself You need to make a conscious effort over the next few days to do serotonin boosting activities. So for me, I've noticed I really like cooking. Cooking is something that makes me happier. It also kind of gives me the headspace where it's not a high pressure environment. It's not stressful or anything like that. So I feel calmer after doing it as well, which is, again, another benefit to it. And so after I've distracted myself the following days, I know I'm in a headspace where I could be feeling a bit low when I'm trying to heal from something. And so... I plan specific activities which are better for me, which make me feel happier. Once it's kind of taken a week since identifying that you want to heal from something or however many days it takes where you think, you know what, I've been stable for quite a few days now and I'm really, really wanting to heal from this rather than just cope with this. It's time to start the long-term process. I discussed that part of the distracting, serotonin boosting, kind of making yourself actively feel happier is the short term. The long term comes from the reflection, the answering the why questions. Why is this happening so that you can stop it in the future from happening again? As I said earlier, being able to deal with this in a mature kind of way will make you feel so much better and happier long term. So then moving on to the more long term solutions. When you're thinking long term, you want this to be a continual constant thing you don't want this to be some quick fix because it's not going to be a quick fix something that you're healing from has caused you pain and that's okay it's okay to acknowledge that it's caused you pain you've got yourself out of that initial thing but you need to deal with this so that it doesn't keep coming up you know when you see people on nights out and all of a sudden they're crying about something that happened weeks and months ago it's because they haven't dealt with it and it's simmering at the back of their head and when they're drunk those emotions come to light and they can't control it anymore it's uncontrollable 
You don't want that to happen to you. You want to be in control of this healing process. And by dealing with it and reflecting on it and actively working, you will be in control of it and you'll be able to properly heal and learn from what happened. So the first step is reflecting on what happened. You need to ask the why question. Why did I get hurt? There's definitely a reason behind it. It might have been you went through a really nasty breakup. It might have been your teacher said something really harsh to you. It might have been a friend, a parent, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, anyone. It could even have been yourself, a self-sabotaging tactic. And that has resulted in effects that have negatively affected you if that makes sense effects that have negatively affected you that have resulted in actions which have negatively affected you I think once you've answered the why for me so if you're trying to heal from something as you're listening to this episode pause the episode and write down what happened what was the key thing in making you feel this way why did that happen like what what actually when you boil it all down what happened once you've realized this what happened you then need to answer the why did this happen was I feeling jealous and I acted out of, in, I was acting out of instinct? Was I feeling really angry? Was I being really, really rude to my friend and she snapped at me? Like, what, what was the why? Why did it happen? There's always a cause and effect. What happened to you, sometimes, to be fair, it is random. And when that happens, that's even harder to heal from. But it is possible because then you rationalise the why with... Sometimes there is no explanation, but I am able to heal from this. Sometimes there isn't a reason. And that's another important thing to notice is when something bad happens to you, but you think you think you had nothing to do with it. It's important to note that that doesn't make it your fault. If the why has no reason, it's okay to acknowledge that too. And acknowledging that there was no reason behind it is an equally important part of healing. Once you've realised the why that happened, you can then go on to realising the impact it had on you. It's kind of a three-step process. What happened? Why did it happen? And what was your ongoing effect? Did it make you, in every social situation, doubt whether or not you were valued there? Did it make you have really loads of trust issues in different relationships with people? Did it make you have a voice in the back of your head that said you were really stupid, that you weren't good at things? What was the long-term lasting impact of that? And if you've managed to kind of nip this in the bud straight away, if something has just happened to you, write down the whys of what could happen if you didn't deal with this, the kind of the longer-term impact of that action, because then you know what you are protecting yourself from, and you also know if those things end up coming up in your life, you know it's because of this reason, you know it's because of what had happened, so you're not thinking is it to do with anything else, you know it's because you still have some healing to do and because that did impact you and I'm not saying once you write this list you're going to be fully healed, you just have a better kind of process of being able to deal with it. What I find when I'm trying to heal from something is by being really logical about things, I find it really hard to, no, a lot easier to reason with myself about whether things are better or worse. So by having this kind of really logical step-by-step process of what happened, why did it happen, what was its impact on me, what was the result? By having those logically written out for me, 
I can kind of process my emotions in a more emotionless way so they don't rule, they don't feel like they rule me anymore because I'm quite an emotional person and I can find my emotions kind of overwhelming sometimes and I really listen to them rather than just seeing them as something kind of like a nothing thing which is definitely the way to do about it. It also means that if whatever happens to you happens to you again, you can logic it. Like you can logically look at it and think like this happened before and I knew this was the resulting feeling because I'm feeling like it again and you know how to get out of it faster. You know to distract yourself, do a serotonin boosting activity, then journal and reflect on it so that you feel like you've kind of processed it in a better way. Something that's been really key for me in healing is using a journal to process emotions because as I said in my previous episode, you can say anything you want to in there without the impact, of, without thinking that you're impacting someone else, which can sometimes stop you from oversharing what you really want to say. So by reflecting on something through a journal, not only are you processing all the emotions, which means that there'll be nothing left, you're also able to process it in your own time. You don't feel like you have to stop talking because someone's there. You don't feel like you have to say things really fast either. You might write a bit and go away and come back and write a bit more. Sometimes it's hard to pick up a conversation about you healing with something with someone when the opportunity's gone. It sometimes feels like there's a limited moments to speak about this because it's such an intimate type of conversation. But I definitely think by reflecting on it on your own through journaling can be a really good way to kind of have that full conversation with yourself and then when you're ready to discuss it with people you can kind of pinpoint the areas you want to discuss because there might be areas that you're okay with that you don't really want to go over but there might be some areas that you're really struggling with so that's been really really helpful for me. It's so important to realise that life is not going to go in a linear line It is not, there are going to be ups and downs, there are going to be negative setbacks, but by making yourself heal from these in a really kind of productive kind of self-growth way, by reflecting on it, by journaling on it, by not letting it rule your life, you are able to grow from this and learn more from the experience, so then you learn more about yourself Life is just a series of changing paths. It's never going to be a linear progression. You're going to grow a little, you're going to, something's going to happen to you. You're going to grow a bit more, learn a bit more about yourself. And you're not going to want to do what old you want to do because you know more about yourself now. You're going to have a change of path and a change of path. Creating the path that is ultimately the best one for you. If life was just a linear pattern, it would be so incredibly boring. So incredibly boring. You'd never get the spontaneity of the excitement and the confidence that you might have gained from something. Oh, I knew that person, that gave me that opportunity. And oh, I don't know, I had that breakup, but I met that person because of it. And I healed from it, which meant I could go into a good relationship after, if that makes sense. And kind of by healing yourself and getting through these situations in a really reflective self-growth manner you'll be able to enter new situations in so much of a better headspace so that you can enjoy them, so that you can feel like your life is progressing. What's important to note as well is that healing doesn't have a timeline. Something could have happened years ago and you're journaling about it still now and you're going to have to repeat this journaling process over and over and over again to deal with the kind of minuteties of it, the small moments that you might have brushed over last time that you didn't realise had an effect and that's okay. There is no pressure to deal with it in a set timeline. There is no pressure in any of this because it's such an individual topic. 
I think that's another thing that I sometimes struggle with in the sense of I felt that when something happened, I had to be over it within a short time period and moving on with my life. And that's not what I'm suggesting at all. I'm suggesting once you've realised that you're in a bad place and you're starting to actively go on it, you might fall back into the place again, but it won't be as dark as before. And now you have a tool set to kind of combat it and you'll keep doing it and you keep doing it. And each time it's like you're climbing a step just up a mountain and at the bottom, oh my God, it feels like there's so many steps to do. But eventually, incrementally, by doing it each day, you will reach the top and you will feel better and it will happen, I promise you. However, I recognise that sometimes healing on your own isn't enough and sometimes you do need professional help. And that's why I'd really recommend if you are really, really struggling and you don't feel like you're coping very well at all, talking to someone, explaining how you feel because they'll be in a less emotional headspace and they'll be able to get you the support that you really need. They'll be able to get you in touch with a therapist, get you to go and see a doctor or even just provide you a shoulder to cry on to give you that support and that knowledge that you're not on your own because I promise you you're not. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I've kind of given you a plan of how to heal from things. So just to recap, first step, you need to recognize that you're kind of not in a great place. Then there's two areas to it, short term and long term. Short term, distract yourself, get yourself quickly out of it and then continually do serotonin boosting activities. Go for a drive, go shopping, go out for food. I don't know anything that makes you feel happier until you feel you've put some distance between you and that negative headspace. And then it's time for the longer term kind of stuff to begin. Identify the what, how and why and the effect it had on you. Identify, ask yourself those questions, identify the impact so that you can better understand the process of what happened and how it resulted in that. And by doing that, you'll then be able to make key lifestyle changes to stop that from happening again. But also you'll know more about yourself so that you'll be able to better respond to these situations if they ever do come up. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you have make sure to rate like and subscribe it. You can subscribe to me at the top of the Spotify account and whichever account that you listen on, whichever streaming platform that you listen on, it will be there too. Remember to follow me already if you don't at you've got mail underscore pod. That's my Instagram handle and I interact really actively on there. I'm active every day on there. So if you've enjoyed these episodes, I really appreciate you letting me know so that I can make better content for you in the future. I hope you'll have a lovely week and I can't wait to speak to you soon. Bye.